Welcome to Health Media Now with award-winning author and host Denise Messenger for a lifetime of health empowerment. Live by being in the pink, meaning P stands for being persistent. I stands for using your intuition. N stands for networking. And K stands for obtaining knowledge. Our guests entertain and share cutting-edge information. They share with you what may have taken years to achieve through experience in their field. Become inspired and motivated. Reach your full potential with fascinating tips and products. Receive a lifetime of benefits from authors, doctors, practitioners, healthcare providers, and learn about exciting new products. You asked for it, and we deliver. Now, here's your host, Denise Messenger. Welcome, listeners. I'm so glad that you're joining us today, which is July 8th, 2020. We've got a great subject. I'm very excited about our guest, Stuart Tome. Is that correct? Yes. Hello, Denise. How are you? <laughs> we're really, we're really good. We're going to be talking about the seven tips that you're going to give us to help us curb impacts of stress. And of course, these days, everybody's under it. <laughs> oh my gosh. So why don't you give us a little background on why you do what you do? Well, thank you. And thank you so much for having me on your show. And yes, we'll talk about some tips. Uh, These tips come from our medical and scientific advisory team. So for anyone that has never heard about CV Sciences, we are one of the first publicly traded CBD companies. And in 2014, when we went into business, Because we came from the vitamin and natural product world, we built a medical and scientific advisory team. So everything that I'm sharing today has been vetted by our medical doctors and PhDs. And my love of being of service to people and sharing this information is a lifetime of working with natural products. Denise, when I was a teenager with a head full of hair, I was the fellow that ran the juice bar. I was the juice bar person. You go sometimes to the health food store, the juice bar, and they encourage you to drink wheatgrass juice and burdock root or whatever weird things we had on tap. And and that was really my first introduction was the health food store. And then I had a mentor who became very famous, Karen Calabrese, and she was friends with the great Dick Gregory, And Karen was one of the first women entrepreneurs in the natural product industry that focused exclusively on raw foods. This was 25, Ah. 30 years ago. 30 years ago. Wow. Telling people to drink uh, Rejuvalac and wheatgrass juice. She was friends with Ann Wigmore and Victoris. These were really the visionaries of plant nutrition in the late 60s and early 70s. So in any case, I was indoctrinated since I was a teenager. I was born in 1968. And so the idea that my mother would have been at Woodstock had she not had twins the winter before put me in a unique (laughs) position (laughs) to take some of that love, to take some of that vibe, if you will, and dedicate my life to it. So I went from the juice bar to oil of oregano I'm sure you've had the great Dr. Ingram on your show before, I assume. Uh, well, absolutely. A couple times. 
Okay. Okay. Well, I was his right hand for many years. So I was the uh, vice president of North American Urban Spice, and I learned to fill in oh, for radio okay. shows. I learned gotcha. to fill in the radio shows for Dr. Ingram many, many, many years ago. And then I was recruited, which was an honor, from Oil of Oregano to Nordic Naturals, the largest oh, fish oil company. manufacturer. Yes, yeah, and I, I was take their it. director of I do too. I still take it. I was their director of education at Nordic Naturals, and they hired me, and I helped to build and assemble the medical advisory team. And if you remember, Nordic Naturals was very famous for taking the idea of grandma, and she was right, and grandma's cod liver oil, and really uh, testing that theory with, the, with rigorous scrutiny by conducting clinical research on something that was considered, Denise, snake oil. Fish oil was uh -huh. considered a bit, of a, uh, a bit of a joke 50 years ago, which now there are two FDA-approved fatty acid drugs that are derived from the same fish oil that Grandma gave us that we didn't understand. And then from oh the gosh. fish oil company in 2014, I jumped ship, and I was one of the first people in the vitamin business to take non-THC CBD hemp extract. I was one of the first people in the world, Denise, to actually eat the product that we sell now. And I was a good <laughs> candidate to test on. Here was why I was a good candidate. Uh -huh. I'm this excited all the time, and I'm sober. <laughs> no, really. I'm a good experiment. If we're talking about tips to beat burnout and tips for stress and managing your energy, I'm a perfect candidate because I spent my life taking kava kava, chamomile, ashwagandha, some of the things I talk about, GABA, 5-HTP, melatonin, meditation, breathing exercises, spiritual retreats, feeding the homeless, anything you can do to relax and get to sleep. And I'm like a scream looking for a mouth like many people, and I couldn't find relief. Long story close, I took the CBD from hemp in 2014. The lights went on in my brain. Here's a non-narcotic, non-pharmaceutical drug way for me to manage the energy in my brain, and I dedicated my uh -huh. life to it, and I, I just celebrated six years. I'm now the Vice President of Science, Regulation, and Education at CV Sciences. Isn't that amazing? Well, it was all for natural products amazing. and because I love helping people. Yeah. So tell us what you all do there. Okay. At CV Sciences, we were really pioneers in this crazy hemp CBD conversation, Denise, that I'm sure you've heard a whole lot about. If you can imagine, yes. go back with me in the Wayback Machine to 2014 and uh -huh. imagine looking at non-intoxicating cannabis – and trying to decide, does that product belong in a pharmacy? Does that product belong in a dispensary? Or is it possible that non-intoxicating hemp extracts belong side by side with things like probiotics and omega-3? So we were one of the first companies to test that idea, Denise, that they were three different markets with three different customers – basically selling the same molecules, the cannabinoids. So what we did, we made political 
investments and we made science investments. The political investments uh-huh. were made in Kentucky, and they're also science investments. We started writing big checks to the University of Kentucky and to Murray State, and I'm happy to say, Denise, the very first legal hemp seed planted in the ground, lawful seed, not illegal grow, the first lawful hemp grow in America was a result of this company. We put the first lawful seed in the ground in 2014 since 1937. So we wrote these wow. checks. We went down there, and what we told them was, folks, we're interested in growing decaf. This is a big deal, Denise. Do you know how scared they were to grow big fields of marijuana? Because hemp <laughs> without THC. No, see, they were freaked out. It looked the same. I didn't know. I didn't know. I went down uh-huh. there to Kentucky. I went through the fields, and I said, I want to go see our hemp fields. And I know what pot smells like. I mean, come on. I went to high school. I, I smelled it, and I said, oh, we're in trouble now. This is the this, this, this same thing. They said, no, 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 no. It might smell like pot, but it's not. And that's why authorities have been so confused when we say it's not marijuana, but it looks like marijuana and it smells like marijuana. Come on, if it's a duck, if it looks like a duck and walks like a duck and quacks like a duck. And that's why people were so confused. So the farm bill passed. You've probably heard that. The farm bill passed. I don't know if you know this, two years ago, and the plant was officially no longer illegal. Hemp because we helped make this happen, hemp is now liberated, and the plant with low THC is no longer a controlled substance. Did you know that, Denise? Yes. Okay, cool. So we were there from the beginning, and we were the ones that helped to fund the U.S. Hemp Roundtable. We helped to pass the farm bill, and here's where our biggest contribution is. I knew, and we knew, while that bill was being written, if we put in there, as long as the FDA is still in charge, I'll say it again, we made sure that the bill said the FDA is still in charge of anything a human being puts in her mouth. You see the difference? So we Uh played the game to get the politicians to help to liberate the plant from the DEA, knowing, knowing very well that we would have to work directly with the FDA And that's where we got a head start. So in 2014, we started conducting safety work. Safety work. Because I had a fantasy. That was was a nightmare, actually. I was imagining (laughs) being in court. Uh, Really, uh, not even the deposition. I had a clear nightmare of being in court. And I can't get the image out of my head. It's a judge, and she was not happy because this is illegal. And I remember in this, this nightmare that I had, someone looking at me saying, let me get this right, Mr. Tomk. This company that you work for sold millions and millions of bottles of this stuff. And you did not think about conducting safety studies before you sold it, or at least mm. while you were selling it. You didn't even think about that. You know what that shows? That shows a reckless disregard for human health, and I'm going to throw the book at you because you knew better because I looked at your resume. You spent your whole life in the dietary supplement industry. I'm ashamed of you, and you're going to jail. So I saw that so clear. No, really. I did, and so I went back. I told the people at the company. I said, 
you know, we were already on our way, but I, I really put the hammer on. I said, I don't care what we have to spend. We have to treat the ingredient as if we would be treating an unknown chemical entity. So okay. I wanted and we treated hemp like you would treat a new chemical entity. So what does that mean? And most people don't care about this, but it's so exciting. We conducted, first you call it a 14-day study, and that's where you find out what the upper limit of CBD is. Once you determine that, then you do a 90-day study. A 90-day study are turkey basters down the gullets of these rats. No one likes this. Nobody likes this except for the judge, except for the class action lawyers. The FDA really likes it when you do the animal research. I know we might have a problem with animal studies. Humans might have sure. a problem with animal studies. The FDA wants to make sure that you know it's safe before you start killing people, right? <laughs> okay, sure. Anyway, so we did the 90-day study, and then that was peer-reviewed and okay. published in the Journal of Dietary Supplements. I'm sorry, no, the Journal of Toxicology, the Journal of Toxicology. So if anybody wants to see our work, it's CV Sciences, Charlie Victor Sciences. You can go to PubMed. Yeah, Many people great. are not familiar with it. PubMed.gov, which you know. And you can yep. look up our tox work. In any case, we did this study, and this is better. You take the study, and then you have to have four experts review it. Now, yeah, are what you was aware? Your study called? What was your study called? Okay, it, it's, uh, the, the genotoxicity and subchronic toxicity of a hemp extract. So if you just type in CV Sciences genotoxicity work or CV okay. cannabidiol, because it's a long title. It's the, the chronic and subchronic toxicity of an aerial plant. I'll actually have Anissa send you the whole paper. So you can have that if you want. It's, it's free. It's also free on PubMed too. Yeah, okay. I'm sure our listeners can find it. Yes. Um, so that one I think is title. Okay. Okay, let me let me I'm pull it up here for you so I got get the actual title for you while we're while we're talking. So then what you do is you take that paper, okay? You take that paper once it's done and then you have to send it to experts. Okay? And the experts by training have to look at this work and say, "Okay, you're planning on putting this into the food supply." Okay? So if right. you're planning on putting this into the food supply, I need you to tell us what it is you intend to do with the ingredient. So what is the intended use of the ingredient? And so then you tell them all of the different things that you plan on doing with the product because you have to put it into food. So we then had to make a food bar. You had to put a very small amount of it into food. And then once you've put it into food, you then have toxicologists look at your assessment, and then they independently have to sign off on it. So this is not an easy process at all to find four experts that look at your toxicology work and say, okay, we agree that this product is generally recognized as safe. And so that term, GRAS, G-A-R-S, self-affirmation, grass self-affirmation is the way that a company is able to tell their consumers you can trust our product because we've done the safety work because we've done the safety work so if people want to read the paper themselves they can go to they can go to PubMed and they can type in let me just get you the exact title right here 
It is an assessment of the genotoxicity and subchronic okay. toxicity of a supercritical fluid extract of aerial parts of hemp. Isn't that a long, boring title? An assessment yeah, of the genotoxicity yeah. and subchronic to- No wonder no one picked it up. This is the first safety work <laughs> ever done. No, it's incredible. We had no press. And listen, you remember as a kid we heard that, that cannabis might be bad for procreation. It could slow down sperm motility and could cause birth defects. We all heard it, right? Sure. I heard it. Whether it's true or not, I don't know. It was out there. Well, in our study, we conducted an additional sperm motility study, and it was an additional sperm motility study. And in that additional sperm motility study, we were able to even suss out a little bit more safety data, right? Knowing, again, the fantasy of the judge standing there looking at us saying, didn't you guys know that cannabis can cause birth defects? Did you care to study to see if your decaffeinated ditch weed that you tell us is perfectly safe? Do you know for sure that there are no sperm motility issues? So what we wanted to do and what we did was we took an idea that everyone else had and we just did it. We took hemp extract and subjected it to the same rigorous battery as if you would introduce any new dietary ingredient into the U.S. food supply. So as of today, and I know it sounds like I'm all excited and I'm trying to sell something, we've now answered the questions that the FDA has about our product. So we feel confident coming here and teaching people about maybe, maybe, considering CBD in addition to Communicating better, changing your diet, turning off the television, trying to relax and getting some exercise and getting some more sleep, and of course always asking your doctor if it's okay first. So I think that that positions us differently than a lot of the cowboys and cowgirls that are going out there telling people just to take CBD. Well, when the uh, Natural Products Expo took place year before last, because we didn't have it this year, I was astounded at how many supplemental products had included CBD extract. And the reason for that is who are their suppliers? It concerns well, I'm going to throw you a cur- I'm going to throw you a curveball for a moment here. I just love being intellectually honest so much that I often get myself in trouble with what I'm about to say. Cannabinoids appear to work in responders. So there has been a lot of uh, misunderstanding about what would be required to get effect. Now, that's different than safety and consistency and quality control. Those are different issues. For example, poor quality material, when I mean poor quality cannabis, stuff that has mold or contamination Uh in there, you may not necessarily feel that right away, but it still might work to help relax you. So the reason this is confusing, Denise, is in the old days, you used to say, well, that probiotic doesn't work because it's dead. All cannabinoids work in people that respond. So if you were to go to the most impoverished parts of the world to help the people that need the most help, and grow cannabis in like little flower pots. I was born in Chicago in the 
tough part of town, you know. And if you were in the mm-hmm. tough part of town and you had flower pots up on the roof and you were growing this stuff, you might be able to cure, help relieve suffering with people. So the reason that's such a big deal is that gives the power to the plant, to nature, to God, whatever anybody believes, that there's a tremendous power in the plant. I think to your point, when you question the commercial aspect, and I go to Expo every year for 20 plus years, it scares mm-hmm. me. It scares me, to your point, that the nightmare for this business will really be the authorities coming in and saying, okay, fine, we see your product and the packaging looks good, but we went to your factory and we asked to see your paperwork and you didn't really do the work. So I think you're 100% right on, but it's a little different. The little nuance is this. This plant doesn't normally lend itself to consistency, does it, Denise? I don't think so. No, marijuana, think about it. They found in Israel, in Raphael Meshulam's group, they're growing the uh-huh. same plants, the same genetics, right next to each other, and they're testing them, and they have different levels of cannabinoids and terpenoids, and they're right next to each other. Sure. Like, this is something we have not quite seen before, and we're just starting to look at these illegal sources. And once you start huh. diving deep into the other plant sources, whether it's the ergot compounds like hydrogen that was made by Sandoz in 1950, which is essentially raw LSD, <laughs> okay? And that's a drug that's been used for dementia. They even combine it with caffeine for migraines. When we start unlocking these more sacred plants that were more misunderstood, I think we're going to find something really amazing there. And that's why I really want to always acknowledge anyone listening to this that grows your own or has access to your own or lives on your own land. We never, ever, ever want to say that the commercial products are good and the farmer's market stuff is bad. I think the point is when you go to that show, you expect as an expert in our industry and as a consumer that those products have some rigor, right? Mm, and you don't, expect to be at, you don't expect to be at the farmer's market when you're in a boutique, except that's also changing. I, I love the idea of something local that's beautifully grown. I don't know if you saw that story of those two nuns that were growing cannabis and getting in big trouble, and they started their own little no. church. Okay. <laughs> now, again, I'm not condoning that. I'm just saying, like, there might be people that look at that and say, wow, that's really magical, and I really trust that, and I trust you more, and I'm going to trust the CBD conversation through those people, and that it's going to speak to you, and the plant will speak to you. Now, I'm very interested in the science and the regulation, and that turns off the activists. Okay, I sure. understand, but we meet I, – I met with Mitch McConnell. My boss is – friends with the guy who's in charge of the FTC, and those are the people that will really destroy your life. And we are at the (laughs) table, so we're not on the plate, okay? (laughs) So I just want any of the activists that are out there, because look at what's going on in the world right now with social and civil rights. And so it may require that you start with that energy, and then it needs to be crystallized for it to be most effective. That was the point I was making. It's It's a good one. So um, now that we have a, a incredible background on you know CV sciences and all, let's get a little bit into 
how all this will help curb the impacts of stress that people are experiencing today. Okay. Well, the first thing that I think is that you have to, we have to, I have to always acknowledge that we hear you. I just think that fundamentally, from a healing standpoint, uh, once we acknowledge that, that's where a lot of healing begins. And, and many of us don't feel heard, and I just want to acknowledge that first. Okay. So that's number one. Uh, right. Everybody becomes a healer the moment she forgets about herself. I love that line. Everybody becomes a healer the moment you forget about yourself. So we're not here to sell anything. CV Sciences, CVSI, is a publicly traded company, and we're doing very well. It's still very early in the cannabinoid conversation, and we have uh -huh. two divisions. One is pharmaceutical, and one is nutraceutical. So before okay. I jump into all the little tricks, we are trying to help people quit smoking. And smokeless tobacco addiction, like for the chew that you put under your lip yeah. right there, there's no, uh -huh. there are no proved drugs for that. We just got a patent to combine CBD and nicotine to help with smokeless tobacco addiction. So when you talk about easing of death and suffering, it's just true that big companies that have that kind of reach can do a whole lot of good. So I just like to say that first. First, we hear people, and we're legitimately trying to save lives, number one. Number two, okay. we put a YouTube channel together because everybody, I think, likes to go back and watch videos and fact check. And so sure. on our YouTube channel, CV Sciences on YouTube, you will meet okay. Colonel Dr. Michael Lewis. Has Colonel Lewis been on your show yet, Dr. Lewis? Mm, I, um, I have interviewed Dr. L Lewis, but it could have been a different Dr. Lewis. <laughs> Was he talking about omega-3 and uh, traumatic no. brain injury? Okay, so no. we have uh, one of our medical advisors is a, a West Point grad, Army Ranger. Um, he has a master's in public health, an MBA, and an MD. That's what happens when you join the Army when you're 16 years old. But anyway, he's an amazing human being. And if you go to our YouTube page, you can listen to him give you his tips for beating burnout. And this is why it's exciting to listen to him. Colonel Lewis was on the ground for the Pentagon when bird flu broke out and SARS broke out the first time. So as an infectious disease hunter who's an epidemiologist, who's an expert on the subject, where most people are not, you can listen to him on YouTube say, stay calm, carry on, and take CBD. Now, he doesn't say that's the only thing you do. That's ridiculous. He gives you these recommendations like I'm going to talk about that we just need, I think, a reminder. Like I needed a reminder about communication, about how communication was so critical for mental health that we, I, have to watch not only what I'm listening to, not only what I'm watching, I've got to be really careful what I'm saying and if I'm catastrophizing and if I'm feeding the fear. So I, heard, sure. I learned this from, from Dr. Lewis. You know, when I called him the moment this happened, the moment this happened, and I knew he was on the ground when SARS broke out the first time, that he would know more mm -hmm. about this than anyone. You know what he said to me? He said, son, I'm concerned about personal bankruptcies and mental health. I can't get that out of my head. That was the day yeah. this thing broke. 
And I, I, he didn't say anything about freak out. <laughs> he said, I'm concerned about personal bankruptcies and mental health. Does he and have that's a, what we want to uh, help you, with. Do you have an updated YouTube video of him addressing what's going on right now? Well, this is, this is the video. It's, it's a, we did it about a, a month ago. Okay, a month okay, ago. Okay, good. Okay. But I don't have one that's of today, but it's still very, very relevant. No, 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 no. I just wanted. Views. Yeah, I just wanted to make yeah. sure it wasn't like you know years ago. That's all. No, 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 no. All of the stuff we're trying to do is current and relevant. And the other thing I did, we did. I wanted to have a place where people could go and and do more homework. Like for uh -huh. example, I told you this dramatic story about how we were the first pioneers and we put the first seed in the ground. Right, well, we filmed right. that. We filmed that. We put it on YouTube. It's the first okay. video that you'll see so that people can listen to Dr. Tony Brannon, the dean of hemp, say CD Sciences was there from the beginning. And then you can meet Jonathan Miller, who I like to joke with him. He's the one that drinks whiskey and plays miniature golf with Mitch McConnell. He doesn't play miniature golf. I just like how it sounds. And he looks uh -huh. right at you and says CD Sciences was there from the beginning helping to get us all on the same page. Today, we're in a place like what you experienced at Expo, where uh -huh. we have to differentiate our brand. Please uh, uh, forgive me if I, if I forgot, but did you happen to stop by our booth at all at Expo? Well, it was a year, you know, like I said, it was a year before last, and the Expo has become so huge. But you can't possibly get everywhere, even in a couple yeah, of days. Yeah, it's not fun anymore, is it? Just, it's not fun no, anymore. No, And everything is, um, you know, you have to go to all these different, you know, mo you know, hotels and buildings, et cetera. It's just crazy. And that's crazy. why I want to try to have it all online. So please, I'm yeah. really inviting people. We have lectures up on safety from Jamie Caroon who is an MPH mm -hmm. cannabis doctor. Uh, a lot of people ask about terpenes and terpenoids. You know, that's the, the reason that the cannabis smells. I didn't know uh -huh. that most of what people talk about about terpenes is all made-up science. I didn't know. Mm -hmm. Dr. Jamie, he pointed out, check this out. One of my products that I like for stress is lavender. And if you yes. look at the history of lavender, lavender is amazing for stress. In I, fact, I use the oil. A, I use the oil before incredible. I go to sleep Don't at you, night. I eat it in the little the, in the little little capsules you take them. No, no, I have the oil, so I just apply the oil. Just the pure oil. Skin. Uh huh. Okay, well check this out. If you ate it, which not everyone does, okay, but if you eat the mm -hmm. oil, the lavender oil, eighty milligrams. Of, of the lavender oil is equivalent to 0 0.5 milligrams of benzodiazepine. That's a, serious, that's a real dose of Valium. So wow, there's oh evidence, in human clinical evidence, that 80 milligrams, one, one soft gel of lavender oil, again, I'm just using this as an example, so I get so jacked up about how in the world could it be as good as a Valium? How is lavender as good as Valium? Well, first of all, at the right dose, what lavender seems to do is it gently massages the receptor that Valium speaks to. Now, this is where the plants are so cool. It's a term called allosteric modulation. Allosteric modulation is either positive or negative. So lavender appears to be a positive allosteric modulator of the GABA receptor, 
meaning your body makes GABA. That's your body's Valium. That's the main mammalian inhibitory neurotransmitter to keep you grounded. Mm -hmm. Clearly, I need more GABA love. Okay, <laughs> GABA lacking. I'm GABA lacking. And CBD and lavender seem to have this effect modulating receptors. That's where CBD is different than THC. And the way that I sure. can prove that is all you have to do is try it once. Anyone that thinks that they're the same, just try them and you'll find out. Now, pot is not for everybody. THC is not for everybody. So Colonel Lewis, when I first met Dr. Lewis, he had a patient, and we'll get him on your show, who was in a car crash. He was in a car crash, and everyone died. And he did a famous story, I don't know if you heard about this, where they put omega-3 in the feeding tube and brought this kid back to life. And it was on with Sanjay Gupta, who was a big CNN special on, on oh, the traumatic wow. brain injury and the military in omega-3. And that's my friend Mike. So oh, Mike, is, he goes to the – and the story is so good. He, he, he says the story is so great because the Gesemis, my, my, the, the young man who had this happen, sure. uh, he's, he's a Sikh. Their families are Sikhs. Okay. There was a high-level – he's now retired, so I can tell the story. There was a high-level FDA agent – high-level scientist at FDA that was also coincidentally a member of the, of the temple. And when, when Bobby was in a car crash, the guy who was top dog at FDA said, you need to call Dr. Lewis, Colonel Dr. Michael Lewis, and you need to get omega-3 into that feeding tube and stop the inflammation in Bobby's brain. Well, I love the frailty of human ego. You uh -huh. know, when you walk into the IC, you walk into the intensive care unit, and you're like, Dr. Colonel Michael Lewis, West Point grad, Army Ranger, MPHM. You know what they let him do? Whatever he wanted. They let him do whatever he wanted. And you know what he did? He poured omega-3 into Bobby's feeding tube, and Bobby came back to life. Now, we brought Bobby to Expo. We brought him up on stage on Expo. Colonel Lewis gets up there. Everyone's crying. There's not a dry eye in the room. And he says, I'm not going to tell you omega-3 saved Bobby's life. How do you know? It could have been an act of God. Uh -huh. He could have been wearing Nikes. No, I mean, he, when you're a medical doctor, that's how you have to talk, right? Because otherwise right. you sound like a con artist, and no one believes you. And so he says, sure. so people all think that the Omega-3 saves Bobby because he's doing the right thing and saying, I don't know what saved the kid. He's alive. Bobby's standing up there. So I called Colonel Lewis before I took this job. So this is 2013. And right. I said... Mike, would we give Bobby CBD? He got real mad at me. He said, Stuart, come on. Uh, you're a smart guy. You don't give THC to someone with brain damage? Are you sick? I said, no, 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 no. If CBD is neuroprotective, if it's neuroprotective, it might be the opposite. He's like, oh, that's ridiculous. I've never heard of anything like that. I said, no, no, Colonel, please look at this. The government has a patent on CBD for neuroprotection. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's a, it's, a, it's a big, smoking, gaping hole in this conversation that very few people can answer. I mean, if the stuff has no benefit, why does Uncle Sam own the patent on it for neuroprotection and reversing all kinds of diseases? So he says, let, let, me, let wow. me look into this. Let me look into this. So he dives a little bit deeper, and it gets even weirder. I don't know if you know this, but they have already proven that CBD is not addictive. 
and they don't talk about that at all. And I think people should talk about that because we know THC can be addictive, even though people uh-huh. argue with me, and it can be rewarding. And I saw other people in high school that smoked too much pot and never came back. We all have. So yeah. Don't tell me that yeah. doesn't happen. Yeah. Don't tell me right. that doesn't happen. So in any case, listen, Nora Volko, the woman who's in charge at the National Institutes of Drug Abuse, Dr. Nora Volko, she's in charge there. When the CBD was going through FDA approval for the little kids for epilepsy, uh-huh. don't, you think, don't you think that the FDA had to work hand-in-hand with the National Institutes of Drug Abuse to find out whether or not it was safe to give 1,500 to 3,000 milligrams to a five-year-old child? Jeez. So the reason that it doesn't have the same effect as THC and that visual I just gave you really worked, that one landed, right. is because CBD is an allosteric modulator. CBD is a modulator. It is not a direct activator like THC is. THC gets into the receptor, bingo, we know what happens. CBD gets into the receptor, it doesn't get into the receptor because it doesn't fit. It's a key that's yeah. not made for that lock. The CBD so tell, changes the shape so, so, of the receptor. Yeah, so, so tell us um, the CBD extract. How does that fine-tune the immune system? Our listeners are oh, very yes. curious about that. No, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. This, the, the, there, are two, there are two ways. Number one, uh, do you know Bruce Lipton, Dr. Bruce Lipton? Oh, yeah, and, I, and I've read his book, which I, which is just amazing. I love The Biology of Belief, okay. well, yeah. Ab- yeah, that book changed my life, and, that, and I encourage Me everyone too. to read that and follow Lipton, L-I-P-T-O-N. He was on London yeah. Real on YouTube recently, and he just nailed it because he's also like me, a little bit amped up for sound, and he talks fast. And a lot Uh of people misunderstood his genius for neuroses. But in any case, he was the one that taught us, and you remember from reading that book, so you're going to like this reminder. On the left hand, your left hand is your immune system. Your left hand is your immune system. Your right hand is your stress response. Your left hand is the immune system. The right hand is the stress response, HPA access. Stress response deals with tiger Immune system on the left deals with COVID. When yes. you feel like, when you feel like, remember Bruce Lipton taught us this, when you feel like you are going to be killed and you are sick, you magically have the energy to run. If you have diarrhea in a tent in Africa, remember his story, and a tiger is like, ready to kill you, you immediately stop the dysentery magically. Think about that. There's nothing that does that. You've got Montezuma's Revenge. You immediately stop having diarrhea so you can run for your life. What's happening there is the immune system and the stress response are a teeter-totter. They're a teeter-totter. So if your stress level is very low, you've got good stress resilience, your immune system is going to be very high, a lot of immune surveillance. If the immune system is very, very low, the stress levels are through the roof. Why? Why? Stress hormones shut down your immune system so that you can run for your life. Wait a minute. Uh The new tiger is my phone. The new tiger is my phone. And it's not an old idea, right? We've met the enemy and he's us. That's not a new idea. That's an old idea. That's from World War II, right? We met the enemy 
and he's us. So anyway, the first part is that fight or flight. The second part, wow, modulation, immunomodulation. You've heard all about the cytokine storms. We've all heard about this aberrant immune reaction. Well, guess what? You give people too many steroids at the wrong time, you get global immune suppression. Now, the one study that came out recently that showed the old-school steroid that had a 90% clearance used at the right time, well, that's good news. That's cheap. That's available. Until that happens, we're still dealing with a novel virus. There's no durable immunity. We don't know about the IgG immunity. And if you read the reports, and I follow it all the time, you get maybe three months' worth of immunity, maybe. There could be T-cell immunity, which is going to be different than IgG immunity. We don't even know how to measure that yet. We're not even there measuring this thing yet. So I've spent most of my life in love with viruses. Uh, This is my pet hobby, and I've become obsessed with studying them. And I will encourage you and the audience, have you yet followed TWIV this week in virology? Have you found the podcast yet called TWIV? Have you heard that one yet, Denise? How do you spell it? How do you spell it? T-W-I-V. T-W-I-V. This okay. week in virology. Oh, I, will be so IVs hooked. and Victor. Okay. Yeah, okay. TWIV. T-W-I-V. TWIV. This okay. week in yeah, virology. I'll check, it, I'll check it out. I'll check it out. Well, well Vincent Rackenyellow, who is their lead uh, speaker there, he, they've been on since uh, 2009. I think it was um, one of the early virus. West Nile virus is when they launched their show. So they have okay. only mentioned cannabinoids. They've only mentioned cannabinoids one time. I've been listening since this whole pandemic oh. broke. Okay, only okay. one time. Because this is still new. However, however, if people look up CBD and COVID, you look up CBD and COVID on your own right okay. now, Okay. you're going to yeah. start to see that people are looking at it for immune modulation. There's also another okay. cannabinoid that your body makes called PEA. Have you heard of that one before? No. What, is, what does that stand for? Ethanolamide. Palmitile okay. ethanolamide, PEA. It's an endocannabinoid that your body makes. Oh, that's okay. Another cool, that's another cool product. This story is so amazing. You've got to hear this. In the Depression in Central Park in 1939, Dr. Coburn noticed that the poor kids that had no eggs, kept getting rheumatic fever. He fed them Uh egg yolk powder that contained PEA, one of these little endocannabinoids, and it strengthened their immune systems, and they they stopped getting rheumatic fever, okay? Because the immune system is modulated, the immune system and the central nervous system, what coordinates that conversation? If your central nervous system is static, You've got your periphery, so that's on the outside. And then the central nervous system, you've got that's, you know, more sensitive, if you will. What coordinates the immune system that moves around? The immune system doesn't live in any one place. It's mobile. It has no address. What coordinates the immune system and the central nervous system? That's the endocannabinoid system. That's okay. the endocannabinoid system. And when people really realize that the endocannabinoids and the endocannabinoid system is the gift. That's the gift. Not that cannabis has been around for 2,500 years or plus CBD oils on sale. 
don't want to mm-hmm. get myself in trouble. But I'm just saying the real gift is the endocannabinoid system. Because by learning how to tweak that system, we might be on to a whole new way to help manage inflammation and immune response. So if you wow. want to have a better immune stress response, then don't be freaking out all the time. CBD, in addition to what we've already explained, also has some effect on that GABA receptor. So CBD appears to buffer the psychosis that THC itself can cause. You've heard it for many years. Pure THC by itself. Do you remember that was a drug in 1985 called Marinol? Do you remember that, the little orange pill? Yeah, it sounds familiar. Yeah, it was prescribed for uh, people with eating disorders. I knew a young woman that was on it. Yeah. You know why? Because it gave her the munchies. She was bulimic, Mm -hmm. and they wanted to keep her from throwing up. So They gave her a pot pill. Now, this is the part. This is where I really learned about it. She was also a cannabis smoker, and the doctors didn't want her using cannabis. So I said, why don't you just take your medicine? Why don't you just take the, the medicine? Mm-hmm. It was a girlfriend at the time, okay? I'll, I'll be transparent. Right? Uh-huh. Why don't you follow the doctor's order and just take the medicine at the time? You know what she said to me? It makes me feel crazy. I go, what are you talking about? That's, the, that's, that's your pot pill right there by the FDA. She said, no, you don't understand. It's just THC. It's pure THC. It makes me crazy. What do you mean it makes you crazy? It makes me anxious. What do you mean it makes you anxious? I bet. Because it's only one cannabinoid hitting one target, and then if you add CBD to it, now we have this drug called Sativex, which you may have heard of before, Sativex, which is half CBD and half THC. So the brilliant pharmaceutical researchers started to ask a question, and they said, wait a minute, if we have this new system that has two receptors, CB1, CB2, and two ligands, anandamide and 2-AG, and then the plant has two major primary cannabinoids, CBD and THC, we got a lot of crosstalk here. Now, if you add mm-hmm. the terpenes to it, the terpenes can be sedating. Now, this is where it gets really interesting. I know you've heard the term before, the entourage effect, right? Well, um, let's back up a little bit because you, you mentioned terpenes earlier in our conversation. Yeah. And you said something about they were made up. I don't – what did you oh, mean? Oh, yeah. What I was saying was there, there's a lot of science around terpenes. That's what I call bro science. Oh, terpenes, yeah. The terpenes, because those are the aromatic compounds, the terpenes and terpenoids. And, and people are making up really inaccurate, misleading, dangerous stuff about these terpenes. So I have a webinar. Okay terpenes and terpenoids, because what you're hearing from people, I don't know if you've heard this, people are taking CBD, and you can buy terpenes because, I mean, if you like essential oils like I do, the -hmm. most abundant essential oils in the planet Earth, first is pinene from all the pine forests. That's the most aromatic compound on God's plant. Number two is oranges. So all of those compounds, these terpenes, are ubiquitous in nature, and that's why one wine maybe tastes different than a different wine. The cannabis people have taken these terpenes, and they've lost their minds. Because I spent so much time with essential oils. When you mentioned lavender, you know as well as I do, you put a couple drops in your hand, you rub your hands, you smell that, whether it's frankincense, 
This stuff can change right. you with one smell, right? Yes, great. I mean, I've seen that, so that's why I want to be careful. The cannabis people believe, and I'm probably not being fair when I say this, a lot of cannabis people in my experience seem to think that the terpenes are unique to cannabis and that they're not already something that we know about, like 80 milligrams of lavender is equal to half a milligram of of Valium. So we've already known that. So that's why I want to be really, really careful, because when you get online, you see things like, to really maximize your CBD, you've got to have the broad-spectrum terpene profile. Based on what? We don't know for sure whether or not that's true. If you talk to, say, the food scientists at Procter & Gamble, and I- immediately people send you hate mail. They're like, why are you talking to Procter & Gamble? I'm saying, when you talk to the uh-huh. best food scientists on earth, how about that? <laughs> the smartest food scientists with the best equipment, they say to me, Stuart, you know globally terpenes are problematic. In certain countries, there are all kinds of regulatory issues all Vicks Vapor Rub is is a bunch of terpenes. I didn't know that. I learned that walking down the hallway of Procter & Gamble, right? So the idea that these aromatic things in nature, they're not here to get us high. That's the point I'm trying to make. Even though they do, yeah. they're here to attract bugs, repel bad bugs, and to keep the plant from tasting a certain way so that animals don't want to eat it. So these terpenes are messengers volatile aromatic compounds in nature. So that's why I know it's so much to bite off in an hour, but we've really curated and put this material together in a very methodical way so that your audience can go back and educate themselves if they want to. So basically when we were talking about the immune system, people that take the CBD, it's going to do what exactly? Keep them calm so well, that the, they don't stress out and well, cause the, the, the first, cortisone that, that levels. That would be the first to, thing. Yes, first, that would be the levels, first thing. Levels so, to increase. Yeah. Correct. Well, and the, the way that I can support that, cortisol, um, yeah. and I, I'm uh-huh. not just flattering you when I say this, but I, I, I can tell that you want the details. We did publish a small randomized control trial. A small randomized control trial that's also on PubMed that was in the Journal of Dietary Supplements, that it was 65 healthy people. Now, this is important. You can't give CBD to sick people unless you're a doctor and it's a drug. A lot of people are missing this, Denise. And something recently happened with the younger people in our audience not remembering why a randomized control trial for a supplement is different than randomized control trial for a drug. With a supplement, you're basically trying to prove, if you can, that you can take a well person and make her better. You can make a healthy person healthier. And you know what? That doesn't sound exciting, does it? It doesn't. (laughs) No, 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 it doesn't. People want to cure diseases. That's the realm of doctors. You let your doctors do that. You let the scientists do that. You let the medicine do that. With natural products, with supplements, they are here to fortify us and nourish us and keep healthy people healthy. I will say now today, it might be harder to stay healthier than it was a year ago. That's a fair statement. And if the stress hormones shut down your immune system so that you run for your life and you're not sleeping properly, you're never going to be able to be healthy enough to amount a good immune response. So we took our product, One Gold Soft Gel. If you're familiar with our, that's the number one selling CBD in the natural product channel. One Gold Soft Gel, 
65 people that were borderline overweight, not obese, but no medications at all. And here's what we found. They ate less. Why did they eat less? CBD is the opposite of THC. THC gives you the munchies, right? I was telling you the story about my ex that was taking the orange pill. She didn't want to take it for the munchies because it made her psychotic. Well, it didn't have any THC. It didn't have any CBD in it. Didn't have any terpenes in there. It was just straight THC. Our CBD tells your brain you're full so you don't have another piece of pizza. Why? Because the endocannabinoid system regulates. Will people still eat, though? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not not like, no, it's not like speed where you don't want to eat. This just tells you, this helps with the satiety signals. And there's something about that, oh, I'm dying. You know, we say, oh, I'm so famished. And then we go eat, and then we eat too quickly, and we don't feel really Mm -hmm. good, right? So the idea that this helps with the the feeding state. Number two, they slept better and longer. So just that right out the gate. If it was just sleep and nothing else, and it was decaffeinated marijuana, and you were just curious, it would be worth a try. The next part, though, Self-reported increased. What what's the name of the one gold soft gel that you did? I mean, do you oh, market it's just that now? Oh, Plus CBD. Yeah, it's just it's our, it's our number one selling product. It's the Plus CBD Gold Formula. It's our number one selling product. You go to our website, and it's everywhere. It's just got a gold okay. label on there. Each each soft gel has 15 milligrams of CBD, and that's the exact okay. same formula, the exact same formula that was tested in the toxicology paper at the top of the show. So when you read the Genotox paper and it tells you Uh what you're taking, you then put it in your mouth and you know that scientists have at least looked at what it is you've excited, what you're experimenting yourself on with, right? Okay. So that changes it. Instead of you randomly taking some herb, okay, we have more science on our herb than maybe something old like chamomile, which isn't bad or dangerous for you, but it was grandfathered in, right? Right. So I, I, you know, there, there, there's an argument to be made that if you went and looked at a lot of the things that were grandfathered in, you might not like what you find. And so there's the last part of so, the study. This is the biggest point. Go ahead. Well, I was just curious because I've heard so much about how a lot of people that have, for instance, uh, cancer, they take CBD and – um, I, I have no idea what the outcome of any study is because I really haven't investigated it. But have you heard anything about that at all? Yes. Yes, so you've got two tiers of evidence there. I always like to go to the ivory tower first because I have skeptics that listen to us. Adjunctive yeah. therapy, adjunctive therapy, CBD in clinical research increases the tamoxifen and you can use a lower dose. So it amplifies the, the anti-cancer properties of the drugs. So it, it is helping with the treatment. So that's called adjunctive okay. therapy. Interesting. Where it's Interesting. on top, okay. which is a very big deal. And with epilepsy, the FDA that approved CBD, most people don't know this, they give the CBD on top of standard of care which okay. means these little kids have been given gabapentin, phenobarbital, and Depakote, and they're still seizing all day long. We give them Mother Nature's cannabis plant. Now we're, this is kind of freaky, right, on top of all those drugs. Yeah. And then they get yeah. an additional 40% reduction in seizures. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. 
at that dose, oh, at a big dose of CBD, it changes the liver. A huge amount of CBD is what we call a P450 inhibitor. And what that does is it slows the liver down, which means the drugs last longer, so you don't need any of them. Oh, God, is that cool? Is that cool? And the people that are, like, trying to figure this out, when I tell them that, they're like, wow, man, that's complicated. So who's doing what? That's why it's nature and science. So it's not either or. I mean, 30 years ago when I started this, everything in a health food store was good and everything in a pharmacy was bad. And we all know that wasn't true. And that's why no one listened to anybody, right? So now if you just look at these things and say, wait a minute, is it possible that CBD at 15 milligrams is for stress and more appropriate immune response? At, at 300 milligrams, now we're in a bigger dose, that could be for really bad subjective social anxiety disorder, and there's evidence for that online. And it's 1,500 uh-huh. to 3,000 milligrams. It's adjunctive therapy for rare forms of treatment-resistant epilepsy. And here's the best part. And if you're perfectly healthy, you probably don't need it at all. Why? If you're healthy, your endocannabinoid system is healthy. If your endocannabinoid system is healthy, you don't gain weight or lose weight. If your endocannabinoid system is healthy, you are not neurotic or psychotic. If your endocannabinoid system is healthy, your skin looks good. Skin's the largest organ in the body. If you've ever seen someone that overdosed on marijuana, they look like they're fainting and they're gonna, they're gonna, they turn so white, they get all clammy, right? That's because you get this yeah. hypothermia and the system loses its tone. You look at someone, you're like, man, we need to pump some life back into you, brother. CBD well, builds Stuart, G and THC removes Stu- Stuart, we're, yeah. um, we're starting to run out of time. <laughs> it's been a great interview. Sorry about that. We have less than, than uh, oh, no, no, no. I think, oh, my gosh, the information's been amazing. So is there something you'd like the listeners to know about how to um, uh, get to your website uh, for more information, I do, I do, the yes. product, yes. et cetera? Yeah, all I want people hurry, hurry. to do, please, check, check us out at CB Sciences on YouTube. CB Sciences on YouTube, and look at these videos and share them with your friends. We don't need you to buy any products. We, need you to, we want to win your heart and your mind over so check us out on YouTube, CD Sciences. Thank you so much, Stuart, Tom, for coming on our show. I really, really appreciate it. It was truly a pleasure. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you, everyone, for listening in. We'll be back again next Wednesday. Until then, please be well. Bye-bye. We celebrate our listeners worldwide and invite you to contact Denise at www.healthmedianow.com with any questions you may have and follow her on Twitter at Health Media Now and Facebook at Health Media Now. For those interested in an advertising campaign on her show, contact Lisa at knowledgeworkspub.com. Be sure to visit Got Cancer? Now What? for information on Denise Messenger's award-winning book, Got Cancer? Now What?